Yes, it's me. I'm back. And yeah, this is episode 6. Welcome to the season 1, episode 6 again of Polity Play. I am Ji Satwik or yeah, you can call me Satwik anyway. The initial just spurts out of nowhere. So, yeah. Okay, guys. Today we are going to discuss about the most important agenda. I think I have got a lot of exciting responses on Instagram. I'm hoping I think the last time I checked I saw I think 88% of the people literally were waiting for this. So yeah. Welcome to Cold War 2.0. So guys, the first Cold War or for those actually who doesn't know what Cold War is, is basically a war which is not fought on ground per se. Like it's fought at the background in in terms of intelligence, in terms of monitoring each other. in terms of spies or governmental policies what the other person is developing and other such sorts but it but it doesn't mean that it's not full of conflicts it has certain skirmishes and all so the first cold war uh, was actually informally after 1948 when the united nations was created and all of a sudden russia became highly communist it's not like they were never communist but again under stalin Stalin got hysterical and he created a very highly communist Russia. The problem with the first Cold War as we all know was between the United States of America and the former USSR. For all those people who have been hearing this term called USSR since the time of their birth, USSR's full form officially is the United Soviet Socialist Republics. This is a very huge name but the, but the turning point of why Soviet Union came up was is interesting and we might do it later. So the very fact that such a cold war was started is not because like there was some rivalry or anything as such it's because USA USA's role in creation of the UN was seen more of a capitalist approach by Russia or the Soviet Union then. So given because of that and UK's continual and evergreen support of USA as such went in there so uh, Russia didn't like it and Russia and US had policy issues conflicting matters and all of a sudden out of nowhere a cold war started informally it's not like there were some build up issues for it there were but again it was unexpected and it, it just sprung out of nowhere the first major reason why a cold war usually starts is when a country is trying to consolidate its lead huge terms basically when a country is trying to secure its position now suppose you you came first in some exam and your your person who came second wants grace marks but you want to make sure you are on first so what will you do you'll make sure that the person doesn't get the grace marks or you'll make sure that you get the grace marks yourselves basically protecting your position as a first similarly that's what us and ussr were doing in the first cold war the united states of america and the united soviet socialist republics when they invaded germany they divided germany into two parts the west germany and the east germany the west germany was capitalist democrat and democratistic values a clear pointing towards the united states and the east germany uh, we all know is it was a, it was communist controlled actually heavily influenced by the ussr they didn't like that USA wanted to unify Germany. USSR wanted total allegiance of Germany on its side. Uh from Germany it sprung onto the world. That's a different issue which happened. But the major reason why that cold war sprung out 
was of of this one operation which i had told earlier in the fifth episode and this is called operation paperclip operation paperclip has a major role in the sprunging of a cold war of this cold war in particular why operation paperclip was basically recruiting german scientists by the united states of america for incorporating into missile technology and ballistic systems and other such factors uh United States was so into procuring Nazi technology I'm I'm not kidding guys Nazi technology was the major reason why you are seeing America and Russia or any space program any ballistic program whatsoever Nazi technology was unbeatable I'm not a supporter of Nazi uh, but the way they developed the technology come on you wouldn't expect missile ballistic missiles all the way from uh, somewhere near Zeeprag or in Germany to London or Paris at at a time of 1945 or 1944 that technology back then was unprecedented they had like reverse sweep wings horizontal take off all all of that which you're seeing right now they had developed it back then so united states and ussr tried uh, catching that technology they wanted it to use it in their military and that's how it started us united states soldiers started spying on what soviet soldiers were doing soviet soldiers did the same and then they got to know that they were recruiting it for their purposes and all of a sudden the cold war started uh yeah that's how a cold war usually starts when two allies get suspicious of each other or two countries get suspicious of each other the, that was cold war 1 now we know what happened at the end ussr collapsed in 1991 because of david gorbachev that's that's different now this cold war which i'm talking about is not with russia anymore come on russia is gone russia has russia has lost its status as a superpower although it's trying for so we cannot deny it fully the major uh, enemy of us right now i think i'll call it as china yes the people's republic of china not not republic of china sorry not the small island the huge mainland to understand why china became an essential uh, enemy to the united states we need to go back to the roots in the beginning since it was ancient world you had empires and all that china also had its empires blah 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 and so on and so forth but when the empires dissolved see in india when empire dissolved it came under british rule or dutch rule and british eventually gained monopoly we were under one system we were under the british mandated system china was not the case like that china was at the beginning or the ancient times uh, in the middle medieval times china was dominated by many countries like china it was called cutting cutting the chinese melon it's a really Im- important phrase you can actually check up cutting the chinese melon refers to how countries came to china and occupied each and every part of it in fact some of china was controlled by their own warlords like china was not united at all back then it was i'm talking about 1700s 1600s 1800s even in 1900s when the world war 1 broke out china wasn't much involved in fact asia wasn't that much involved and the war was mostly fought on atlantic and europe but with some little repercussions in in the south china sea and the indian ocean as such but the major chinese influence comes in the second second world war because in the gap between world war 1 and world war 2 uh, china had a major you know what i'll call as a you know nationalization phase all of a sudden this one guy springs up called chiang kai shek then the dad then the democrats then all that and china was a, was being ruled up to an extent by democrats uh, after 1918 and so on but again you know you need an enemy you need a probable enemy inside the country and just bring in mao zedong for those who don't know who mao zedong is he is the father of the communism in china he is the person who started communism in china 
so he was a proverbial enemy and this form of communism is not like what we are seeing in other countries it was really violent they literally occupied a, a piece of china and they didn't let government to rule it they ruled it according to their own will they were trying to fight the government internal disturbance a high, very high level of internal disturbance around this period and constantly usa was supporting this democratic uh, thing as such why why shouldn't us us is basically democratic uh, according to the constitution not in real life anyway uh, please don't mind so yeah given that usa was supporting the democratic government as such all of a sudden after 1918 to 1939 1938 another guy gets sprung out of nowhere who started world war 2 technically it was japan we all know why in why the world war 2 started in pacific also it was because of japan attacking pearl harbor very common knowledge very simple but before pearl harbor japan was trying to conquer asia too all of a sudden world war 2 spilled into asia japan tried to attack or actually did attack china and you won't believe me 90% or more or less 80% of the land which you're seeing of china was ruled by japan japan took consolidated control of beijing they wiped they wiped out the nationalists they wiped out the communists up to an extent communists went into hiding nationalists didn't and china was lost completely usa realized that to defeat or the more or less the allies realized to defeat uh, japan on its own turf you need to actually attack it through somebody who doesn't like it Chinese weren't liking Jap- Japanese at all. Chinese were okay with Dutch, German, English rule, maybe the warlords also, but they didn't like Japanese. Japanese treated them as second-class citizens, and they were human rights ab- uh, abusers. People were being killed mercilessly, and all that. So ultimately, uh, these Japanese were have had to be eliminated. So USA, Britain, uh, France, they sent their troops to China. They first freed a certain part of China. You call it territorial expansion, ex- expansion treaty, or theory. Sorry. So yeah they they you begin with that you actually conquer a small part then you build up on it that's what USA did they occupied a small a small land in uh, in China started started training their troops and began the push out from Asia you slowly begin the push out from Asia you slowly pressurize them from Pacific you slowly p- pressurize them from the Philippines because they had occupied Philippines in 1942 uh, 19 uh, 1930 1942 to 42 So USA was pressurizing Japan from all the sides and China was a major portion because unlike the unlike the other uh, nations occupied by Japan China was not like that China had its own revolution inside people were willing to fight till the last breath to defeat the Japanese out of their own land like the communists and nationalists for the first time were united in the in this cause and eventually by 1945 when the world war 2 ended ja- Japanese were bombed and China was free so were the Koreans that's different So after China got freed who who will rule China now United States cannot take it as uh, as a territory neither will UK and neither will France so who will rule China was the question and probably yes USA was supporting the democrats or the nationalists and this person Mao Zedong was alone now who was supporting Mao Zedong 1948 it was the USSR or Russia Russia started supporting Mao Zedong with resources soldiers and what not you can imagine and all of a sudden mao zedong consolidated power and occupied beijing through a bloody war it's called the 1949 revolution long march and i don't want to delve more into it finally we know at the end china became communist the us had two major aims one to free china two to democratize it it actually achieved 50% of it they were able to free china but they weren't able to democratize it it became communist unfortunately 
so you have a communist china and you have a nationalistic us uh, all cool there and china was a very poor nation in fact when even at 1949 if you had compared india and china india was on a very different level compared to china in 1949 we had a better economy um, like not a huge economy but we had at least a better economy compared to china then so yeah china was in a really bad stage back then and there was a cold war going on them going on between them uh yeah they were stuck with cold war there was influences uh, spilling over here russia was influencing china china was influencing korea and all that nonsense going around in the in asia now this silent adversary china looking at the cold war it silently started building up its economy under mao zedong who then became the chairman and the president or whatever you want to call him he started building up the economy he started building up the, the people he started building up military and it all started like that silently under usa's and russia's cold war china was building up in itself day by day and since they're communist since there's only one person in rule you can actually expect things to go at a faster rate at, at a really faster rate in fact compared to democra- democracies so yeah china was doing that bit by bit it took time and they were able to do it yes why not they were able to do it and after the cold war ended in 1991 china was a huge um, like budding superpower it was almost on the stages of becoming one now also it is but then it was in the beginning now it's in the middle of it so yeah china was still budding up they had their own famines they had their own problems they had to open up their economy and they uh, see the problem lies here because they opened up their economy uh since they're communist they don't give a usually they don't give a damn about people rights and human rights and all that so they gave they gave a, like a huge labor force for very cheap rates and in turn government benefited benefited through taxes and uh, for M- uh, vat and all that so china chinese government was getting huge amounts of money on the on, on very low wages so you can imagine how much of economic uh, economic turnout it would have been in 1990s or 2000s India cannot do that and for the matter any democracy cannot do that because there be human rights and all that China can do it anytime any day any hour that's their wish it's their type of government so US didn't realize it but there were repercussions around the world that see if these people are communists they won't tell you anything either but they'll take everything from you in terms of economy so investing a lot in them is a very bad idea but then the usa was like everybody needs equal opportunity to live and all good ideals but again you had to see the government man so yeah that's what happened usa it uh, invested heavily in china back then usa usa firms went there and uh, yeah china benefited from it 2000s enter the 2000s usa uh, is still it's it's become a huge superpower huge military power huge economic power it can defeat any country whenever it wants in any day it it defeated iraq in few months in 2003 you can imagine what would have happened but unlike other countries which are ignoring china was watching each of it step by step even during 2003 there were reports that there were chinese advisors or chinese soldiers in 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 diplomat uniforms of course who were there looking at each and every american move and yeah china was monitoring all that it was not as late as 2009 or 10 that usa realized that china has been doing all this and the major major uh, fuse or the major fire litter in this conflict is and has always been taiwan because after 1949 the nationalists who were remaining had to be uh, had to be rescued because if they were there they would be killed so what usa did 
USA moved some of its uh, fleet carriers that side, got them in, and moved them to a separate island near China. Now it's called Taiwan or the Republic of China, ROC. You can call it. So yeah, they became the ROC, and USA officially made a democratic China, but not completely. Both of them claim to be a representative of the entire mainland China for some reason. I don't know why. So yeah. the china had always been disappointed with usa because they they were supporting Ch- uh, taiwan indirectly see usa will never support taiwan directly because it's their strategic for foreign policy it's called strategic ambiguity meaning they'll they won't support it on paper but behind the paper it's always supportive come on taiwan had bought f16s and f22s and had uh, and was almost about to buy f22s from the united states at such low prices just imagine how much of influence they must be uh, united states must be having on taiwan and taiwan is a major producer of united states semiconductors and all that just so yeah they have the, they have a major role in the american economy too and that's what china didn't like china in the beginning was ignoring it because uh, because of uh, beginning issues uh, but now since it became a good economic power and it has a lot of military might and all it started thinking ki why not Why not occupy this small island? It's just beside beside the mainland anyway, and this was the starter of the Cold War. Taiwan, as a result, was being harassed by China, like literally harassed. Chinese carriers or Chinese ships will move around it. They'll do live fire exercises, and uh, all that all sorts of harassments. There'll be Ch- Chinese diplomats will demand will put up a PRC flag and they'll be like, "This is Chinese mainland," uh, and what not. Oh my God, they suffered a lot. and united states as such wouldn't tolerate it so what they'll do the two inside china they would move it but china is not russia to not move it and be egoistic the problem here is the very way of approach of china when this incident happened which i'm talking about when china did live fire uh, naval exercises in around taiwan usa moved its uh, carrier uh, group for the, for those who don't know who what a carrier group is carrier group is basically an aircraft carrier a few destroyers maybe a submarine and a few frigates and if you have any uh, corvette the minute usa moved this uh, china instead of stationing the ships all of a sudden they pulled it back usa was surprised in fact everybody was surprised you conducting a live live naval exercise all of a sudden you are seeing us us ships coming instead of doing your exercise you are moving back this is a clear indicator that china was testing us like it's like a trial and error like if i do this what's the computer response something like that if i do that what's the response then china was testing us at at any point of time at this and that and soon looking at it china realized the importance of certain things aircraft carriers high powered uh, air, air, air force and really good fighter jets interceptors bombers and they started building on it uh, unfortunately the problem is the ethos of the building like chinese material is inferior so anytime it can break down any day So yeah, if they can overcome it, it will be great. If they cannot, then that's the that's the main problem. Otherwise, they have been doing some really good stuff, uh, and yeah, it builds up from there. The second part of where China and USA are fighting right now, apart from the military might as such, is the economic part. China is a communist nation, so whatever business you hear about in China or the Chinese business is actually state-owned. You might be arguing with me saying, "Sathwik Alibaba is there, no? Uh, yeah, good, Alibaba is there." but you must realize that majority of the shares or even the minority sh- shares of 40% 30% is owned by the chinese government any business in china has a certain percentage of the government and that's the, the that's where it derives its funds from these frontline chinese businesses occupied or bought bonds from the us federal reserve 
in terms of dollars now for people who don't know these terms federal reserve is basically like the reserve of india rbi kinds and bonds is basically a guarantee in terms of a loan like you would you are taking this we are giving you this much money we'll repay you later that's a guarantee kinds so that bonds in in those denominations china bought 1.17 trillion dollars of the reserve of the us federal reserve in terms of these bonds like china a bond is basically a company giving money to the federal reserve for tax benefits and all that and you federal reserve has to give these back at a certain point as such bonds are usually 50 years 30 years 40 years it, de- it depends so yeah china occupied the united states economy like that now bring in obama obama had sensed this and not only obama bush too so what they did they made sure that these bonds were with a friendlier nation that's why if you observe in when obama and bush uh, or bush was there the majority of these bonds were with japan and japan is a really friendly nation to usa they have really close ties and all that now when obama was there obama didn't uh, obama wasn't that focused on economy due to which china had bought majority of shares and although the difference is less yet that is very significant in terms of economy so yeah china did that and uh, if china wants to change their denomination from dollars to euros or to any other bank because the federal reserve is inclined to many banks it will be a huge problem to the economy, uh, american economy so right now what usa did is to make sure that they have a reserve three times the value because if china doesn't hold these bonds they lose market value in the united states market meaning they have to sell their products at a higher rate because uh, with added taxes uh, due to which nobody will buy them so china will never move them and neither will us uh, complete them because these components are important in for some united states uh, industries not not the crucial ones uh, which are dependent on national security but the remaining ones like computers and all that so usa will not fulfill those bonds neither will china move those bonds from federal reserve to bank or currencies so yeah that's the major part that that usa is taking care of military might usa is unbeatable 24 carriers 69 destroyers so and so frigates a huge air force in fact the usa naval air arm is second in the world after us air force itself so you cannot beat the usa in terms of military might never china cannot beat it china it's impossible but the problem lies here in terms of technology china is on par with us that's the very very fearsome part in terms of technology i mean in terms of their strategic technology now suppose uh, usa developed asat at around 1970 asat is satellite killing machine or a killing device assault satellite vehicle or whatever you want to call it so usa developed 1970s and uh, 1980s they improvised it 1990 they perfected it so developing improvising perfecting are three different stages whereas china was able to do this in 2010 perfecting itself meaning china took hardly 20 years from initialization to pers- uh, to this whereas usa took double the time which was shocking in itself why again china is a communist nation now suppose an intelligence agency goes to a uh, uh, a student and says you are supposed to research only on this topic in a democracy that guy will be like ha don't joke but in china you cannot do that if the government demands you to research on the topic you have to whatever it it is because again there'll be repercussions you know what legal and of course safety repercussions so yeah china has a capability to do that and they are doing it and given this economic might they are trying to fight out against the us in terms of everything now everything is not in terms of military in terms of foreign military bases too uh, yeah for those who don't doesn't know who of what a foreign military bases 
it's basically a military base outside the country by administered by some other country placed in placed in the host nation by the host country for example there's uh, india has a foreign military base in uh, tajikistan so india is the host country tajikistan is the host uh, hosting country so india pays a certain amount as rent to tajikistan so that they can station their troops there it foreign military bases are, have a huge infrastructure huge investment and uh yeah it, maintenance is really difficult and usa has 800 of such foreign military bases around the world ha, and majority of them corner russia or china so yeah you can imagine the level of uh, cornering usa had already done so china doesn't like it of course so what china does it tries to counter this how south china sea i, dis- I discussed about it earlier djibouti uh, china there were reports of china chinese soldiers using lasers on american pilots in in djibouti because chinese and american bases share the same uh, wall border so china has been doing that china had demonstrated a ch- satellite technology where they could use a emp pulse and they could destroy any piece of communication whatsoever so it's like this china isn't hinting it will do it but it's saying that dude don't underestimate me you got to watch out for me i'm i'm dangerous that's what china is saying in real terms so yeah you have the military aspect economic aspect technological aspect there is no social aspect as such so yeah these are the major things where the cold war is right now going on economy trump is bothered over what the chinese economy will do that's why huawei and ztc were uh, their ban was increased to 2021 because we know that as i told earlier majority of these chinese businesses have a certain share in the chinese government not directly through shell companies and all that but they do have it a 40% 30% stake is enough to control a country uh sorry company or even a country as such <laughs> not correcting it because we know what's happening in africa and all so like china uh, gives uh, gives money in terms of loans to african nations and african nations are unable to pay them back so literally china virtually controls their economy and yeah you can control them yes you can so that's how china and china has been doing it so yeah given these aspects usa and china have been fighting a cold war 2.0 since the 2000s it's been 20 years nobody knows it there is no sign of it it's basically purely intelligence and technological aspect and occasionally there is a site or two like you see you hear reports of chinese hackers stealing f35 information you hear of us spies stealing a uh, majority military files from china to usa and it happens mostly in the back door unlike which happened in cold war 1 cold war 1 there were lot of uh, military skirmishes russian soldiers some of them were killed usa soldiers were killed and uh, usa pilots were shot down nothing of the sort is happening in china for now uh, there was an incident of course i, I should tell this where a chinese pl- uh, fighter pilot uh, on his routine sortie which is a routine flight intercepted an american surveillance plane and uh, to instead of escorting it he actually directly attacked it not not with weapons and all he just did a barrel roll around the plane because of which the plane got seriously damaged and this american uh, american surveillance plane had to land in china and china uh, took the plane and the re- reverse engineered it and all but luckily for usa that made that was a major incident which pointed towards chinese military supremacy but again uh, luckily that was an obsolete technology so usa didn't give a damn had it happened with a really advanced plane like a p8 poseidon or or an on an advanced reconnaissance plane usa would have been sweating like hell so yeah uh these are the very places that uh, this is going on how it affects other nations it affects india in every way because see india is bordered by china 
there is no other way that india is going to escape this fact unless there's a huge ge- geographical thing which happens which i i don't think will happen so yeah unless and until this happens india will always be bordered with china and india is bordered with pakistan so obviously you know why china is doing it china helps pakistan pakistan uh not pakistan harasses india and yeah see you must be wondering we, we used to buy so many and we still buy uh, military equipment from russia all of a sudden we shifted to the united states united states never wanted to sell anything to india you ask bush or obama they were really hesitant when it came to military sales all of a sudden trump offers a, offers an uh, apache helicopter attack helicopter and a chinook transport for a dirt cost with good advanced technology and with a p8 poseidon for a really good technology these are just planes you can search them on net so you can imagine like you you know us is becoming close to us so with israel also china china doesn't like israel in any way neither does pakistan pakistan doesn't even recognize israel we used israeli bombs to bomb them in that operation um, you know surgical strike not surgical strike the operation megdoot uh, whatever you call it so yeah uh given this india is affected by this cold war in every way this is centric around india because see we are a rising superpower accept it or not we are ri- we are a rising superpower we have a really amazing army a uh, good air force and a okay navy o- okay naval f- no naval arm uh, you call it but it is significant to keep china at bay because given our army is so huge and we have a reserve worth of a billion so yeah china is supposed to be uh, far away and yeah we have a lot of patriotism so we are so yeah given the fact that india has such a huge armed forces and india has such an amazing military uh in exaggerated terms of course so yeah china will always be at bay unless there is something important and we india is a really good a really good technological country we have uh, secret weapons like kali you can search it on net kali then uh, we had uh, asat asat was a really big secret mig 25 growlers uh the trisonics squadron and we had such things china never even th- dreamt of china always saw india as a poor, as a poorer nation or an inferior nation until we showed these come on china has only uh let me guess around 6 to 7 ballistic missile submarines india already has 3 and with india, india being a democracy and india catching up china will always be scared so yeah this cold war affects india in every way and the only way we can get through this cold war is either wait for china to collapse or we become technologically advanced in our own way so yeah these are the only two things which we can do and keep our distance of course have good relations with countries around china which is russia south korea and things like that yeah we have good relations with north korea by the way fun fact of the day so yeah uh, that's the max we can do in this cold war and to conclude i'll say this cold war will go on for the next few years next 10 20 or 30 years max and if usa administration doesn't change and this president trump keeps on bringing back their troops and all china will always try to gain influence there and it's a really bad really bad way to do it because we saw what china does in africa china gives loans and expects them to be repaid african nations cannot do it and china controls the economy indirectly through debt trap diplomacy so yeah uh, given that china is such a stingy uh, not a stingy nation but such a crooked nation or a, a nation so we we must keep our distance and we must make sure that people are ready to help us in times of need you know i want i don't want to name it but at times of need we we need countries to be ready to help us so yeah that's the least we can do diplomatic pressure technological advancement economic breakthrough three pillars which will help india beat china in every sphere that's the that's the least we can do yeah who 
31 minutes of discussion man really that's really nice and yeah hope you found this really interesting the next shout out will happen after 2 weeks which is around uh, 29th of may which i will have a new episode then so i think on 21st may 22nd may i'll announce the shout outs you guys can ping me up on instagram my instagram is id is shyamala_satvik to pronounce it or to spell it at s y a m a l a underscore s a t h v i k you will find my instagram id there you can follow me ping me up let's catch on dm you can do whatever you want until then episode 6 is officially concluded china was a us cold war too hope it goes on and i'll catch you back in episode 7 which will be next week on friday don't go anywhere listen to polity play stay home stay, uh, stay safe sanitize wash your hands and yeah don't go outside unless until unless until needed thank you guys i hope you like this episode uh, share it as much as you can come on we have 106 plays 106 people here heard it unrelated people of course so let's let's uh, spread the word tell i'm i tell i exist so yeah that's the least you guys can go do so let's aim for maybe 200 or maybe 150 next week let's see let's try okay until then bye guys hope you like this episode